There's a new podcast app that delivers chilling true crime stories straight to your mobile device. Every day they release a new episode that investigate the gruesome true acts of America's worst serial killers. And you can explore into the minds of psychopaths and murderers. To get started, find and download Murder Minute from the App Store or visit MurderMinute.com. That's M-U-R-D-E-R-M-I-N-U-T-E.com to get your daily dose of true crime creepiness delivered straight to your mobile device. It's a good show. Hello, hello, hello. Happy whatever day you're listening to this on uh, Thursday. If you listen to this the day it drops, happy Thursday. Hope your week's been going real well. Uh, For me, of course, it's Wednesday morning and I'm sitting on the couch I can already tell I'm going to have some serious allergies well into this podcast. I um, I went to a goth club last night. <laughs> oh my God, I'm f- almost 50 and I went to a goth club. <laughs> my friend had her... My friend's birthday was last week, but she had her party last night at a goth club here in Los Los Angeles. And um, I couldn't figure out why she would do it on a Tuesday night. It turns out I think this goth club is only on Tuesday nights, but it's only like once a month. So uh, I, I haven't even been to just a club. I've been to bars, but I haven't been to like a proper club in like, in like 10 years probably. Um, I'm just old and I, I never go out. I don't like going out. And um, so I went and it was fun. It was fun. It was just weird. It was uh, gothic. <laughs> It was funny because you have to wear all black to get in. Like if you wear, I have a friend who went to the same club once. He wore all black, black shoes, but the soles, you wore tennis shoes, sneakers, and they had white soles um, on the sneakers. <laughs> and they wouldn't let him in until he got some black tape. They gave him some black tape. He had to put tape over the white on his shoes. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, uh, it's not black enough. You got to. <clears throat> People might look down at the floor and see your feet. <laughs> but it doesn't even open until 10 p.m. <laughs> So we get there at 10 and uh, we're waiting around in the parking lot to go in. And it ended up not opening until like closer to 10.30. We're standing in this parking lot. Everyone dressed in black. And then you go in and it's the loudest music you've ever heard in your life. It's super loud. And uh, the whole... Um, the whole club, the whole all the rooms it's multiple rooms they're just 
pumping um, fog machine stuff. Like, it's just foggy. I guess fog is goth. (laughs) Wait. Wait. (coughs) Oh, God. I'm coughing because I ingested so much fog machine fog. Um, but yeah, I guess fog is goth. <laughs> um, so you go and it's just fog. It's, just, it's almost impossible to see. And it's just, uh, really dark. They keep it really dark. There's some, uh, red and blue lights. It looks like, my friend said, it looks like what someone in a movie would make a goth club look like. Like it was like Hollywood's interpretation of a goth club. <clears throat> but it was really fun. It really was so f- smoky and foggy in there that um I I woke up I woke up like half an hour ago. <laughs> and I was just like wrecked. I my lungs I, I just keep coughing and um <clears throat> sniffling. I'm sure that didn't help help my allergies any I, I took a not a Claret I took a Zyrtec a little while ago I hope it kicks in but um yeah just cranking goth music it was super loud at one point you people were waiting in line to go to some do a ritual and you go down and to it's like a really long line and you go down into the basement into a room that's full of candles and um, women in <laughs> all black, obviously, but with, like black veils over their face. And you, uh, it was so funny. <laughs> it was so dramatic, but uh, it was a good time. I got to hang out with friends who I haven't seen in a long time. Um, so that was good. I'm trying to be more proactive, not just medically. I mean, you know, the theme of this podcast basically is to be proactive and get yourself checked out and take care of yourself. But I'm also just um, socially trying to be proactive and go out more and do things because, you know, because of my social anxiety, I find it really easy to just sit at home and go, oh, yeah, I'm too old. I'm middle age. I don't want to go to a club. I don't want to. Yeah, it's the middle of the week. I got to do stuff. and nah, No excuses. I'm trying to just go out. And I'm glad I went out. It was fun. I had fun. I got to see, seriously, friends who I haven't seen in years. <clears throat> um, so, oh, <laughs> the best part. The best part was... About two hours into being sitting, we were sitting in a booth in this club. My friend Matt goes, "Hey, do you know where we are?" I was like, "No," because I, you know, I've lived in L.A. for twenty years. I I went to all the, I used to go to all the clubs when I was, especially in my twenties. And sometimes they change names, clubs change names, but they're still in the same building. I'd never been in that club before. Although when I first walked in, I was looking around in, in the main room we were in, and I was just like, 
This looks really familiar. I swear to God, I think I've been in here before. But my friend goes, do you know where we are, where we are sitting right now? I go, no, where? <laughs> he goes, we're in the pig and whistle. <laughs> God, I'm dying. <laughs> I got to be careful with my laughing because my lungs are full of fog smoke. I'll just set off a coughing attack. He goes, we're in the pig and whistle, which for those of you who are not in L.A., which I think most of the listeners are not, Pig and Whistle is just a restaurant in Los Angeles. It's like barbecue and stuff. So apparently this goth club <laughs> once a month takes over a barbecue restaurant. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my fucking god. Barbecue restaurant. Morrissey would be greatly disappointed. It's like, oh, yeah. I was looking around. I'm like, this is the pig and whistle. I've been here a million times. It's like, I've had barbecue sliders in this goth club. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. Oh my god, my allergies. I apologize. I, oh god. I gotta move. I get out of this fucking dusty old apartment. Oh Steve, why don't you just clean your dusty old apartment? I've been cleaning it. It's just... It's, there's just so many gaps in the doorway and stuff. Like You clean it and then a day later it's just... Pollen freely floats in here. <clears throat> I need a new build. I'm in a building that was built in the 20s. So it's just, uh, you know, not ideal. It's very loud. The walls are thin. The windows are thin. They, they don't all close together tightly. <clears throat> also, when it's really hot out, my door swells shut. It's really difficult to open my front door and get out. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, I was like, oh, my God, this is a barbecue restaurant. <laughs> the goths have taken over a barbecue restaurant. And it's really funny because it's close to my apartment. And um, uh I have often ordered delivery from this place. And they're open really late, like super late. But every now and then I'll look on, you know, I'll open the delivery app and um, to order something from them because they're really close and I get the food faster. <clears throat> but uh, every now and then, and I think it is on Tuesday nights, I would get, uh, I'd go and it'd be like closed. I'm like, it's like nine, it's like eight or nine o'clock at night. It's like eight o'clock at night. Why is it closed on a Tuesday at eight? Uh, I, now I know it's cause of the fucking goths. 
the Sisters of Mercy have shut down my sliders. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I was... The fog was so thick. I uh, Ten minutes in, I was like, this is going to be a problem tomorrow. And I, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> it sounds like I'm on my deathbed. Uh, so that was last night. Um, but don't get me wrong. I had a blast. It was super fun. Um, what else? What else has happened to me health-wise in the last week? Oh, you know, as I, I want to say this, as I'm recording this, it is uh, World Mental Health Day. Let me look. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's World Mental Health Day. Uh, obviously, when you hear this, it will not be World Mental Health Day, but since I'm recording this on World Mental Health Day, I just want to reiterate how important your mental health is and your sense of well-being, because this podcast isn't just about uh, physical health, obviously, you know, although that's also important, but just as important as your mental health. If you feel sad, if you're depressed, or if you're having any other mental issues, like for me, it was... I suffer from depression, but that wasn't my main issue. My main issue was always uh, panic attacks, which when I was younger, I didn't know were panic attacks, and I was too embarrassed to talk to anybody about them. Um, and I can't, I can't uh, stress how life-changing it was once I started talking. And not just to a therapist, which I eventually did. And even went on uh, antidepressants, which completely stopped my panic attacks. But just um, talking to regular people and friends. um, And I hope you all have people you can talk to, family or friends. If not, there are hotlines. Um, but don't feel like you're a burden. Don't feel embarrassed. Mental health is not embarrassing at all. It's something that plagues millions of people. It's not, you're not, when I first had, when I first started really having panic attacks, I, granted, for me, it was pre-internet, So I couldn't look look this shit up. And I was scared to talk to people about it because I thought they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's insane. And I think a couple times I did mention it like, hey, do you ever da-da-da have, you know, just all of a sudden feel like you're going to die or get really scared and your heart starts. A couple of people were like, no, I haven't. But when I moved to Los Angeles... My panic attacks got really bad. Like one of my, I think it was my friend Damon. Was like the first person I actually said something to, and I was like, "Yeah, I just sometimes when I'm in public, I just will just on a dime like start to feel really hot, like my skin gets really hot." 
and I, I have trouble breathing and, and I, I feel terrified and my heart is racing like I'm having a heart attack. And the only thing that helps me is leaving wherever I am. Like if I'm in a restaurant, I have to get up and leave. And uh, he's like, uh, yeah, dude, that's a panic attack. I get those all the time. And hearing that was such a huge relief. And then I was like, oh, my God, I I feel like a burden has been lifted off just knowing someone else has this. And then I would mention it to other people. It got to a point where I just didn't care who knew because I felt so good being able to relate to other people. Um, so if you're going through shit, uh, I can guarantee you, you are not alone. My, my panic attacks would manifest themselves early on. They eventually just became (laughs) your standard run of the mill, uh, hyperventilating, like terrified heart attack, feeling panic attacks, which are the kind they portray in TV shows and movies, you know, just a stereotypical panic attack. I eventually grew into those. But when I first started having panic attacks, it was not that at all. Uh, It would really just manifest itself in uh, my inability to swallow. My very first panic attack came... <clears throat> when I was 16, I think I was 17, actually. Uh, I went into the cafeteria at school. I was at a boarding school in, in Pennsylvania. I went in the cafeteria at school, and all of a sudden, I took a bite of food, and I couldn't swallow it. I mean, I literally could not. And swallowing is like an involuntary response, like breathing or blinking. Um, it's just something you do and you don't think about, but all of a sudden I'm sitting in this cafeteria and my throat muscles and mouth and tongue were not working in a way that I could swallow my food and I had to spit it out. I was like, what the fuck? And that sent me into a panic where it was making it worse. It was so weird. I had never heard of this, like not being able to swallow I thought I had some kind of fucking disease. I thought I was losing my mind. I was like trying to mentally force myself to swallow, which was not working. And it started happening all the time, mostly in public places, like on a plane or in a movie. And um, I thought I was going fucking insane and I didn't want to tell anybody. Because that sounds embarrassing. As I'm saying this right now, I'm like, that doesn't sound embarrassing at all. I have no problem saying it. I have no problem talking about it. But at the time, especially as a kid, I was like, I was like, I'm weird. This is weird. I shouldn't have to think about swallowing. It should just happen. And um, that is something I kept with myself for decades. Um, I shouldn't say decades, I, but close to 10 years, probably. Um, I didn't tell anybody, um, 
you know, I found that's the weird thing about mental health and these kinds of issues is you find ways to work around them and deal with them and put up with them rather than face them head on and talk to somebody, which you should definitely do. I would just carry tissue in my pocket because, and I'm not talking about I couldn't just swallow food. I mean, my own saliva, if I was on a plane, I would carry a bunch of tissues in my pocket and just spit into the tissues, hold it up to my mouth and spit in. And I was really sly about it. And nobody knew about this for fucking years, even girlfriends. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the best thing I ever did was just t- say something to a friend. You'd be shocked at how many people are on your side and willing to help you and care about you and have been there, been in your shoes. <clears throat> I didn't intend to get this preachy about <laughs> about this, but it's very important to me. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was my own personal prison for years. Uh, panic attacks. And they just grew and grew until I didn't want to leave the house. There was a period where I didn't leave my house for forever. And then I called, uh, oddly, I called uh, Sarah Silverman one night. (coughs) Crying, sobbing. Saying, I have not left my house in weeks, months. And um, I'm at the end of my rope. I don't know what to do. I just want... I just want to feel normal again. And this is a thing that a lot of people, I've heard it so many times, a lot of people with mental health issues who were struggling and keeping it to themselves and didn't know what was going on, would commonly say, I just want to feel normal again. And um, Sarah was great. She wasn't judgy. She's a comedian. She didn't make jokes about it. She, She could tell, I think, in my voice, how low I had gotten. And she's like, I'm going to give you a phone number to my doctor. Please go talk to her, talk to him. And, um, I promise you, you can fix this. Uh, a couple days later, I, it was very difficult to drive to an office and, you know, uh, in Beverly Hills, not Beverly, it wasn't Beverly Hills, it was like Century City or something, <clears throat> and and sit in public. It, it, it was the hardest thing I'd done in a long time because I had become a shut-in. Um, but I went and saw this person, and they were like, I'm going to prescribe you some antidepressants, but these antidepressants really help uh, anxiety disorder, panic attacks. And I was desperate. I was desperate. I had grown up going, I would never want to take uh, antidepressants. I don't want to numb myself. I don't want to feel like a zombie, which never happened. <laughs> but uh, um, but I got to that point where I was like, you know what? I'd rather feel like a zombie than not be able to leave my apartment. So I go, she prescribes some pills to me, I pick them up, took them, 
granted, for the first couple days, they made me really tired. Uh, but my body adjusted to them after a few days. And within like three or four days, literally that quick, I was out. I was going to, uh, I was out performing again. I was out visiting my friends. I felt like a new person. I felt freed. <clears throat> so all I'm saying, what I'm saying on today, Mental Health Day, is um, uh, talk to somebody, reach out to somebody, um, whether it's a friend, whether it's a hotline, whether it's a doctor. Um, if you're suffering, um, allow yourself to feel better, um, take control, and you. I think you'll be surprised at how how well talking to somebody uh, can make you feel. Uh, so that's it. Thanks for listening. No, just, just ending the podcast after. Oh, it's been 25 minutes. That's not bad. <coughs> I just want this coughing to stop. I want to cough the last of this fog juice out of my lungs. Oy vey. Um, all right, let's do some emails, maybe. I, um, trying to think of what else has been going on medically. I feel pretty good. Um, been doing yoga once a week. I should do it more, but I've been doing it once a week and it's been helping. I feel good. Uh, I don't have back, my, my back issues are a lot better. Uh, my feet feel pretty good now, too. Thank God. Nothing like sore feet. I, uh, although last night, I had to buy shoes for that goth club. <laughs> I had to fucking buy black shoes. And the only thing I could find on a day's notice were uh, these black Chuck Taylor Converse high tops. I'm looking at right now. They do look really cool. <laughs> they are all black. The soles are black. Even you know on the Chuck Taylor uh on the Converse on the high tops, they have their logo on like right where your ankle is, but it's like a white circle. Even on these shoes, they're it's black. Everything on these shoes is black. Um I didn't realize until I got dressed last night. I, I never wear all black. I've never worn all black. Even though I love black, I have most of my t-shirts are black. I have some white ones or some t-shirts with, you know, logos and stuff on them. But uh, uh, I, I don't I, I don't wear just black on black and on black. Who am I, Johnny Cash? What am I, a goth? <laughs> a goth. What am I, gothic? Goth stands, goth is short for gothic, right? <laughs> That's so weird. Goth was huge when I was in high school. I was really into a band called the Sisters of Mercy. Why am I telling you this on a, on a health podcast? Because <laughs> I'm speaking for an hour and I got to, you know, I want to fill you guys in on my day, too. It's not just health. It's, uh, you know, 
going to have some lighthearted shit. Hey, what would it look like if we all listened more? Listening to audiobooks inspires us, motivates us, even brings us closer. And there's no better place to listen than Audible. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet. And now, Audible members get more than ever before. Each month, they get three titles of their choice. One audiobook, one Audible original, and fitness programs that they can't get anywhere else. There's never been a better time to experience Audible. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago we had uh, Justine Bateman on the podcast. Uh, you may know Justine as Michael J. Fox's sister, Mallory Keaton, on one of the biggest sitcoms of the 80s, Family Ties. Uh, she has a new book out on Audible, and you can listen to that as well. Try it free for 30 days by visiting audible.com slash no docs or by texting no docs to 500 500. Get on it. Oh, by the way, a couple nights ago, um, Sunday night, um, SpaceX launched a rocket into space and, uh, I think put a satellite up there. I think it was a satellite, but they launched a rocket Falcon nine into space from Vandenberg air force base, which is just North of Los Angeles. And, um, a few hours North of Los Angeles, they launched a thing into space from just North of us. I went to a friend's house in Malibu for a barbecue. And there were about 10 of us, eight to 10 of us. And, uh, my friend Bobak, who works at uh, Jet Propulsion Laboratories, JPL for the cooler folks, uh, had texted me about this rocket launch. And so I was like, hey, you guys, um, just so you know, there's a rocket launching from uh, an Air Force base just north of here. Uh, is there somewhere we can watch it? My friend's like, oh yeah, just right at the top of my street here. Because he lives in the hills above Malibu. Really high vantage point. He's like, oh yeah, we can walk up to the end of the street and there's this little bluff we could watch it from. And everyone was like, yeah, but is it? are we going to even be able to see it? How far away is it? I'm like, it's, you know, a couple, it's like three hours north of here, two and a half, three hours. Uh, you know, it's up past like, uh, Santa Barbara and stuff. They're like, this little rocket, are we going to be able to see it? I was like, I don't know. I think so. And then I was kind of like trying to play it down in case it was just a (laughs) total washout. I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe it might be fun. At least we go for a little walk and get some exercise. We go up. First of all, it's right at sunset. It's at 721 is the launch. And we go up and it's the most, there's clouds. There's a few scattered clouds and the sun is setting. So the clouds are literally like pink and orange and like blue. And it was beautiful. I posted a photo on my Instagram. Um, I'm looking at it right now. For real, go to my Instagram um, and look at the post I did from uh, a couple days ago, Sunday, of the sunset. 
It's just a silhouette of my friend standing on, on top of this bluff. It's one of my favorite photos I've ever taken. It's now my wallpaper on my phone. But it was like that alone was just worth it, just for that sunset. And then the rocket launches, and holy shit could we ever see it. Um, just the trail was kind of little, but it got to a point like right up above us in the night sky uh, where the, the rocket boosters separated. And it looked like just a huge explosion in space. It was massive. You could see it from all over Southern California. We had the best seats in the house. The only way it could have been better, I think, is if we had gone to Vandenberg up in Lompoc, California, which is, I tried doing that once. I did that a few months ago. I went up to watch a rocket launch. And uh, it was fogged in. We It was 4 o'clock in the morning they were launching it. And me and my friends uh, went out, got, drove like right up to the gate of the Air Force Base, like literally like maybe a mile or two tops from the actual launch. And it was too foggy to see, <laughs> see it. I drove so far. But it, it was still worth it because it was the one of the loudest things I've ever heard in my life. And even from like a mile or two away, the ground was shaking. Your whole body was shaking. It was awe-inspiring. It was amazing. But Sunday night, it was incredible. It was a great view. Um, and then the rocket, you know, the actual booster or whatever. I can't remember what it's called. Landed back at the Air Force Base. It went up into space or up into the atmosphere and launched the satellite to go the rest of the way up into space. And then the rocket itself just went back down and landed on the ground. It's amazing the things we can do. Um, and it's the first time they've done, the, done it on the West Coast. I also believe it's the first time they've landed a rocket back on solid ground. The, SpaceX has been doing it for a while now. But they've been landing them on these, you know, boats, these platforms out in the ocean, you know, away from people. But it was a full success. It was amazing. I'm so stoked I got to see it. And now I just, uh, I think I'm a space guy now. <laughs> I just want to go watch rocket launches all the time. It's one of one of my my friend George was like, that's the cool, that might be the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, Jesus, what is this, a NASA podcast? No, it's health. Um, but I just had to say that, that was incredible. And, um, you can actually go and look at, um, video online. Just type in, uh, SpaceX Falcon 9 launch October, what was it, 9th or 8th? I, I don't know what the date was Sunday. But you can see video. It's freaking impressive. I'm trying to curse less. That's why I'm saying freaking. I sound like a square. <laughs> All right. Somebody, I Actually, I'm going to read an email that somebody... It wasn't an email. It was a comment on last week's podcast. Actually, there were a lot of good comments. Mostly about my itchy legs. Um... Uh, who is this person? Annie. 
username a harlow turner oh well she posted it on the in the comments so i don't know if that's her last name or not but sorry if you didn't want me saying your last name but it is in your username anyway annie wrote (laughs) stop scrubbing steve your skin only renews every 28 days oh i did not know that I know I I know nothing about skin. For a ginger who's just always have skin issues, uh, I should pay more attention and, and learn more about my goddamn skin. Um your skin only renews every twenty eight days and over exfoliating can cause further dryness. Well, that would explain a lot of what I was going through a week and a half ago. By the way, update, my legs do not itch anymore. They're fine. I did stop exfoliating and scrubbing them constantly. Uh, Yeah, I'll only do it once every 28 days. How about that, Annie? Uh, Keep uh, applying moisturizer day and night and avoid using really hot water in the shower. Uh, Parentheses, also drying. Drink plenty of water, too. I uh, I did know that about hot water for some reason. I forget. Um, I think last time I had some skin issues, I was reading. It was like, don't use hot water. Uh, so, yeah, I stopped the scrubbing. My legs have not itched in a, in a week since, the, like, the last... Since I had talked about this on the podcast last week, my leg, legs have been fine. Happy to report. So uh, I'll pick like one, maybe I'll do it like the first of, (laughs) maybe the first of every month will be my scrubbing day. Uh, But I do got to admit, man, when you have an itch, nothing feels as good as scratching. Uh, I know my dogs sit there and do it all day. That uh, scrubbing with that really dry brush uh while not great for me while doing it every day god damn did it feel good just also i gotta say one of the best things i ever bought one of the best inventions i ever bought was a back scratcher i have a wooden back scratcher you know i live alone i don't have a wife i currently don't have a girlfriend um, I can put lotion everywhere. Um, I can't reach the center of my back. And so every now and then I will get an itch on the center of my back that drives me insane. I try not to scratch, but then I'll grab that back scratcher. Oh my God. It is just like, it's orgasmic. Oh Jesus. And you don't have to leave a comment saying there are ways to get lotion on your back. I know they have these things that have a handle that's as long as the back scratcher, but on the end they have like this foamish kind of uh, pad, and you can put lotion on it. I didn't know this was a thing until I went to a store and saw it. But uh, saw it at CVS. I actually bought one a while ago. You can uh, just put some lotion on it and then uh, apply it on your back. How about that, guys? The more you know. So uh, thanks for that, Annie. You'll be happy to know I really quit the scrubbing. 
uh, of my skin. And, uh, yeah, maybe that's why it's, uh, my skin isn't so fucked up. Um, so there's a comment from username Mishmash. I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at the account, which is private, but I think her name it's either Misha or Micah. I'm really bad with, uh, it's M-I-C-H-A, but the I has one of those little <laughs> angled dots over it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm 50. I am 50. There's no excuse for me not knowing this shit other than flat-out laziness. So, Micah slash Misha, I apologize for... Uh, Butchering your name. Anywho. Uh, thank you for continued clockwork uh, for your faithful listeners. Um, I think talking about putting out <laughs> this podcast uh, every week without missing it. Which, boy, I, uh, I'm shocked I've, I've been able to do it like this. It, it was so easy. With my old podcast, uh, Steve Agee, uh, um, it was just me and um, shooting the shit with my friends. I didn't like always ask. I didn't at that time. I didn't think I could talk for an hour by myself. I didn't like uh, doing it by myself. So if I couldn't get a guest, I just wouldn't do an episode. It was very easy to go weeks, months without doing a what an episode. It was so I did my podcast so infrequently i did do a hundred episodes or 99 episodes but over the course of like four or five years it should have been way more i should have had like a few hundred episodes in that time but i just was and i didn't have the amount of listeners that uh i have with this podcast so i do feel an op- more of a pressure and obligation because there are more people listening um but you know, it's also a free podcast. You're not paying for it. Why? <laughs> eh, what do I care if I miss a couple episodes? <laughs> but the subject matter on this podcast means a lot more to me than just a podcast where I shoot the shit with my friends. So, and the responses have been awesome. Um, and that just kind of keeps me going. Anyway, I'm off topic. Um... This episode was especially amazing. The alert going off. Oh, the presidential alert. I had seen it earlier on Instagram, and as a Canadian, it was so weird. Um, I need to write you an email as soon as I'm a bit better. Uh, at least I hope I get better. Three weeks, constant pain. Three weeks, constant pain in my back and down my right arm. Three visits, three visits to the emergency department in as many weeks. First female doctor says I have muscle sprain after touching my shoulder and dismissed me so fast my head spun. Second time taken by ambulance, pain was so awful, any movement caused searing pain down my arm to my middle finger. The doctor in the 
ED. I think you guys call it emergency department. We call it emergency room. But, you know, we have little differences in our countries. Uh, uh, the doctor in the ED uh, this time asked more questions. Yes, my doctor gave me muscle relaxers. Did not work. Uh, yes, taking extra strength Advil by fistful. No relief. He ordered an urgent MRI and prescribed a higher dose of ibuprofen. Next day, I got a call. And in one week, I would have an MRI. Uh, live in a small town, small oh small town hospital. Two MRI machines going twenty four seven, and through my family doctor, I would have to uh, wait until November third. Oh Jesus! If the uh, emergency uh, department doctor didn't submit urgent requests, so I got the MRI, and technician noticed uh, modeling on my painful arm in in the upper arm. Told me to go back to the ER to get a Doppler ultrasound. Uh, I don't know what that is. I've never heard of a Doppler. I've heard of Doppler radar. I don't know about Canada and other countries, but in the United States, there's this thing called Doppler radar that the the weather departments use here to track the weather. Uh, uh, They... They thought I had a blood clot, perhaps. Nope. Five hours later, after the MRI and the and Doppler, I go home uh, Friday. Saturday just passed. I get a call Monday. Assuming this is uh, just recently, like this past Monday, from a uh, family doctor saying results from MRI are in and I need to come in. Uh, of course, I panic majorly. So I have something called cervical stenosis uh with myelopathy in c5 c7 spine uh google it basically if i don't get spinal surgery pretty quick i can end up with uh only the next step to this degenerative disease which is becoming paralyzed from the neck down fuck me right some symptoms of this are a grinding noise in my neck if you roll your head in circles also usually happens with uh, myelopathy uh, also usually happens myelopathy at or around 60 i'm in my 40s oh and when you did episode about foot pain i too had f- jesus i too had foot pain and had ultrasound uh turns out i need surgery there too two cysts on the ball of, balls of my feet and plantar fasciitis which is quite common in people with high arches which i have i i know so many people with plantar fasciitis right now um suggestion is to get orthotics first by a good foot doctor and stretches etc to get your foot pain uh so get your foot pain looked at you got me to my doctor uh well i'm glad you went to your doctor um misha i'm gonna call you misha um I'm glad you, I am so glad you went to your doctor. Good for you. Um, I really, I I left a comment on this just a little while ago on Instagram, but uh, please get this fixed. Um, I hope the surgery is, does what it needs to do. Uh, This sounds terrible. I I have to look this up and please um, keep me updated. 
I'm very interested in this. And um, hang in there, be brave, and uh, do what you have to do to get it taken care of. Uh, and thanks for the comment on Instagram. means a lot. Uh, thank you for sharing. Oh, boy. The human body is just... I'm surprised we live as long as we do. There's so much... There is literally just so many things that can go wrong with the human body. Just things that I... That's the other thing about starting this podcast... There's things just from emails and comments from you guys. That <laughs> I hear things that I'm like, I have never heard of this before in my life. I didn't know this was a thing or this was a thing. Um, so, uh, you know, be kind. To <laughs> this is the other thing. Be kind to your fellow man. Somebody cuts you off in traffic, just let it go. Don't scream at someone. Don't yell at someone. I, it took me a long time, and I'm still working on this, to just not get mad at people like in traffic or someone just talking on their phone in line in Starbucks in front of you, which, which I hate. I'm like, that's inconsiderate. Maybe they're talking to their doctor. Who knows? You don't know what people are going through in their private life. You know, medically, mentally, um, emotionally, we all have our shit, man. Very few people are, are perfect. I don't think anybody's perfect. I think everyone has some form of bullshit going on in their life to one degree or another. So, you know, and you can't always tell you usually can't tell by looking at somebody in a line or in their car what's going on I remember I think I've said this before you know when my dad was dying and I was constantly driving out to uh, visit him in the hospital uh, you know I'd be sitting in traffic and I just this was like a first for me I and this was kind of uh, an eye-opening thing uh I would just look around at people in their car. And at first, I'd just be like, fuck, she doesn't know my dad is dying. He doesn't know my dad is dying. I wonder if her dad's even alive. Maybe her dad has died. If not, someday her dad is going to die. Someday this person is going to go through what I'm going through to some degree or another. Um... We're all in this shit together. Uh, let's let's try and make everyone's lives a little better. Be nice. <laughs> all right. Uh, let me see. Do I have any other? Uh, oh, this this person, <laughs> uh, Maddie, was commenting about my chafing <laughs> on my legs. <laughs> How do you think women feel when they wear skirts or dresses that chafing is a real thing? Deodorant can work in a pinch. I think how I mentioned there's that stuff called Glide or Gold Bond makes like a deodorant type looking stick that you rub on your skin where your where your skin rubs together and it kind of keeps it lubricated so it doesn't chafe and, and get a rash. She wrote, uh, deodorant can work in a pinch, but then your thighs smell like your armpit. 
Which isn't bad. Your thigh, having your thighs smell like uh, uh, coconut is <laughs> not too bad, I guess. Um, uh, ooh, 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 scroll, scrolling through comments. That's not, I haven't done that before. Just scrolled through the comments to to talk on the podcast. I usually just go to the emails. I try to respond to some of the comments. Um, all right. Let's look at... Boy, it's been almost an hour already. Um, I won't do... I won't get into emails because I have to rush off to a meeting. But I am... Uh, I am psyched. I am going to get out of this uh, dusty-ass apartment. And I'm going to start doing... Um, episodes at Starburns Audio uh, in their uh, actual sound booth. So these will probably sound, uh, you know, even moderately better, if not a lot better, the quality. Uh, It's the same uh, studio where they record the the audio for Rick and Morty, and um, it's it's really nice. And um, it's actually where Busy and I recorded our first couple episodes before we started doing them at her house and then eventually me just doing them here. So after this episode, the episode should sound a lot better and I'm going to have guests. Don't worry. Um, a lot of the people I've been talking about getting on here are out of town right now, uh, but they'll be here soon and um, I'll have some great stuff to talk about interesting stuff ah we did it we did another one i'm gonna go um get the fuck out of this place (laughs) run a bunch of errands have a meeting uh upload this so you have it by tomorrow and um yeah thank you for listening um stay healthy be kind and have a great week slash weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. It's a good show.